Welcome to Women Who Kill You Guys. This is Kaya. Our guest today is a, a very funny actress, comedian, uh, writer, podcaster. What do you? Yeah, yeah. I'm also she, a podcaster. She does a lot of things. Storyteller. I'm busy. Uh, Linda Bailey Walsh. Hi. So, uh, oh. Tell us about the, the show that you run run real quick before we jump into things. Oh, yeah. I have um, a podcast and also a live show, which is called Hate Date, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> based on my highly successful uh, social life. Uh, but it, I have other comedian storytellers come on and just tell stories about like disastrous dating like and the way it all gets so screwed up in this like digital age mm-hmm. with apps and emails and texts and all of the stuff that can go wrong. Okay. And uh, you, do you, you still do that in Hollywood? Uh, I do. Actually, we're on a little bit of a hiatus. We're looking for a new home. Okay. Uh, but the podcast is is still happening on iTunes. Okay, cool. And that's hate date, one word. Yep. Nice. <laughs> so uh, today we are going to be talking about uh, Dorian Corey. Yes. Who, if you're not familiar with her... Uh, do you guys watch Pose? <laughs> right. Uh, there was a recent episode of Pose... Where, spoiler alert, one of the characters uh, accidentally kills a guy and uh, has to dispose of his body. Uh, That episode was not so loosely based on uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Exactly. Early accounts say Dorian was a drag queen. But... Dorian was not a drag queen. Uh, Dorian was a trans woman. Right. Uh, Just that when this news actually happened, people didn't know the difference between the two. Yeah, I don't think the verbiage was sort of out there at all, so Mm -hmm. they didn't know what to say. So the the headlines were all sort of drag queen. Uh, But then, you know, now if you go to all the different things, Mm -hmm. it's they do drag queen, trans woman, cabaret star. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was born in 1937. Mm -hmm. The date is unclear. The date is unclear. I don't know why that is. Uh, Maybe because... uh, I, I don't know how close she was to her family, but, or, or even being born during that time, if she had record access to her records or the ability to hold on to them after leaving home. Yeah, I know. I wonder, and it doesn't sound like from what I read, like she kept in touch with her family a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it says 1937. I even saw one that said 1926, which oh, wow. kind of made me laugh because I was like, I guess she was lying about her age. And I'm like, you know what? Respect. Um, but yeah, she was from Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. which I can't imagine was great for a person like her. <laughs> yeah. Um but she did she did well. She went to Parsons School of Design and she became a fashion designer and uh she worked quite a bit and uh, yeah you know, she did work as a drag queen and she was in a famous uh drag cabaret which was I think it was called the Pearl Box. Yeah, the Pearl Box Review, mm-hmm. which has her down as a snake dancer among other things. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like I'm here for that. Uh weren't they uh, didn't they have a TV show as well or they were briefly uh featured on TV the review? I think so. I think so, but I n- I never saw it, did you? Uh, no, it no. was before I was born. <laughs> uh, me too, me too. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, you know, and, and for people who watch Pose, mm-hmm. what's really cool, and for people who don't, um, she was the founder of the House of Corey. And, um, you know, on Pose, they really show, like, ball culture at that time and how, like, elder trans people tend to take in younger people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if somebody was put out on the street or rejected by their family and for whatever reason, and they would be called house mothers. And uh, she was, like, 
one of, if not the, the original house mother, and she was even the house mother of Angie Extravaganza, uh-huh. um, who is featured in Paris is Burning, yeah. uh, which is the documentary, 1990 documentary, about uh, ball culture, which is amazing. If people haven't seen it. Without Paris is Burning, there would be no uh, Madonna's Vogue. Uh, exactly, exactly. Like, it's literally where voguing came from. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, our girl won 50 grand prizes at these balls. So she was really, really good. I actually found an amazing fact about her because if you watch these things, like drag is so big right now and and Pose does all these things. And I know like even I was kind of like, did they really do that much? This seems a little, is this like Ryan Murphy over uh-huh. the top kind of? And then I went back and but watched. Ryan, Mur- Ryan Murphy was born to, uh, to make the show. Yeah, yeah, because that's true. His style is as uh, as extravagant and campy mm-hmm. as the culture actually was. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I was going back, and first of all, when you watch Paris is Burning, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I know that I thought when I started watching Pose, I thought that some of the verbiage was too contemporary. Like uh-huh. I was like, were they saying, oh, she read her for filth? Uh-huh. And I was like, nobody said that back then, but yeah, they that's did. where it came from. Yeah, that's and I'm like, oh, it just that's stuck where around all this yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just thought it was like they were mixing popular culture. Uh-huh. Um but apparently Dorian Corey did one of the balls and she wore this big gown that had a 30 to 40 foot train. Uh-huh. Made of uh, feathers. Made of feathers, exactly. And she had two attendants and uh, during her act, I guess, um, she stripped down to a sequin bodysuit and she had two attendants who hoisted up the train of what she was wearing on poles creating a tent uh-huh. that went over the entire ballroom. Yeah. How is that yeah <laughs> I was like, that's just so incredible so that's who she is and when you watch her on Paris is Burning uh because she's kind of very much like the elder and I think she's lovely like I would have loved to know her she seems like such a like she seems like your favorite aunt or something like, but also the the contrast between her her personal her style and her stage persona uh versus how she just interacted as a regular person um, was great because she just, every word that came out of her mouth was just like, I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you know what? I'm tired. Like everything she said. I mean, that was like her famous quote. Uh, I wrote it down because I didn't want to mess it up. But she says, you know, everybody wants to make some impression, some mark upon the world. Then you think, as if I've made a mark on the world, if you just get through it, then you get older and you think, if I've made a mark on the world, if you just get through it, and if a few people remember your name, then you've left a mark. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just tired <laughs> later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's really in contrast. And what I love is, you know, so they always go back to her through the, throughout the documentary and you can see sort of probably what a, you know, she must have really been someone they really looked up to in mm-hmm. this whole society and culture. And, and you know, she continued to be that way throughout her whole entire life until she died in 1993. Mm-hmm. She was always really well looked upon and things are written about her. And, um, and then, can I just go ahead with this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so she died of complications due to AIDS uh, in 1993. And I think she was 56 years old. Uh-huh. 
Uh, uh, allegedly, 56. Allegedly, who <laughs> no one knows uh-huh. how old she was. Um, and after that, two of her friends came by to, well, they was, came by to her apartment. Well, it was actually, um, it was three people. It was, you're right, it was three people. And they were, uh, yeah, they wanted to go through her closet to find um, pieces uh, to sell. Right, right, because I would imagine. That, yeah, that her, her, her closet would be uh, popular. And yeah. who knows what... Uh, they probably needed money to help uh, with the expenses, considering right. how, I mean, how expensive it still is to die. <laughs> it is. It's still, I can't do and it. this is when no <laughs> one knew anything uh, about AIDS still. Right. Exactly. So she probably, they probably got no help, mm-hmm. you know, from anybody. And I know that nobody claimed her body, which mm-hmm. is really sad when they sent her back. She was cremated and uh, her family didn't claim her body. I don't know who was left, but... She wasn't that old, so I'm sure there were people left. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and so one of her fr- and one of her friends who had been taking a lot of care of her went back, and I'm I'm I would imagine she would have wanted him to sell her things mm-hmm. and make some money. And uh, you know what's in that closet? Well, uh, so as they uh, her friends were going through the closet, one of them found a garment bag that was heavy, which is odd mm-hmm. because garment, garment bags bag. generally exactly. are not heavy. After opening the garment bag, mm-hmm. inside was a suitcase right. that they still couldn't lift. Uh, I, this person was uh, said, I'm, I'm, I was 135 pounds, and, and there's no way I could right. lift whatever was in this. Right. So they enlisted the help of the two guys who came with. They cut open the suitcase, and once the suitcase was cut open, they were astonished. Their senses were assaulted. Should yeah. I say that? Their, their nasal passages were yeah. assaulted by the stench coming out of the suitcase. And they're still not even in, into it yet. So but they stopped. Yeah. They called detectives right away. Right. They, they know something. Like, yeah, this, is, this has to be bad. Yeah. Uh, cops get there. So there's the layers of the garment bag. No there's hide. the suitcase. Yeah, there's Naga hide, which apparently is, um, is a type of... Uh, Artificial leather, I'm assuming used in designing. I just layers remember from like the prices, right? You'd like win a Naga hide sofa. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, poor yeah. man's leather. Okay. Uh, so, layers and layers of that. And once they got through that, they found a body that was partially mummified. Mm-hmm. And the way that they could tell approximately how long it had been in there was there were, um, there were in the suitcase were pull tabs from like old beer cans that apparently they stopped making beer cans like that in, mm. in the 70s. Yeah, which is like just amazing that that's how they know yeah. when this guy was put in a suitcase. Uh-huh. So uh, apparently he'd been there for about 20 years. Uh, they were able to soak his hands in some type of substance to loosen, uh, to I guess maybe rehydrate. Oh really? Him a little oh, bit I that. and loosen the skin enough on his fingers to um to get fingerprints. Oh, wow. And that's how they identified this this guy. His name was Robert Bobby Worley. Right. So they called him Bobby Worley. AKA Bobby Wells. That was one of his aliases. Yes. And uh, he had been shot in the head. Yeah. And he was in his boxer shorts. True. Very tattered boxer shorts. <laughs> Uh, which is wild that that the uh, the underwear held up. It really long. is. I don't know. I guess when you think a lot of guys keep their underwear for that long, they anyway. don't make things the way they used to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, apparently, and no one knew about this, which is wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she carried on her life, and apparently she never really even talked about her relationship with him. Yeah, no one, no one, uh, none of her friends had even heard this man's name before. Right. And he didn't have many friends. He also was estranged from his family and a terrible person. He, yeah, he, he had been to jail already for rape and assault for mm -hmm. three years in 1963. He was estranged from his family. They hadn't seen him in years. Like, I think there's something like seven years or something before from when they've heard from him to mm -hmm. when they estimate he had some beers and went to the suitcase. Um, but yeah, so he doesn't sound like he was a great person, but she never really talked about him. And there's, there's different theories. I... I have a pretty strong feeling. I have, a, I believe, because she left a note on the suitcase uh -huh. that said, "This poor soul tried to rob me, and I shot him." Right. Um, but a lot, of, not a lot of people rob people in their underwear. But she might have um, taken his clothes off after killing him. Oh, that's true. Um, here's what I think, because some people think that she didn't know him. He broke in. He tried to right. rob her. Other people think that they were in a relationship and uh, they had a fight that went too far and she was protecting herself and had to kill him. Right. Um, I think it's possible that both of those things happened. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think they were in a relationship together. Uh, she knew him, uh, but he also uh, needed money or, or something. Or something. Uh, people rob people they know all the time. Yeah. And being the fact that she was uh, a poor black trans woman. Um, who better to rob? She's right. not going to go to the cops. Right, exactly. And all the more reason for her to not report it to the cops. Mm -hmm. You know, she was a highly marginalized part of the population. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure she knew that she wasn't going to get, if she walked in and said she killed a man, mm -hmm. she wasn't going to get a lot of sympathy for it. You know, I also think that there, it's highly likely that it was an abusive relationship. Oh, absolutely. If he's, I mean, I, I don't think that anyone who goes to jail for rape and assault and they did it uh, comes out and turns their life around. I think right. people who are like that are just like they that. They tend to just be like that, especially, and then you leave your family. And, and then there is the, there's the short story that Dorian wrote. Yeah. Yeah. So she wrote apparently a short story that she gave, uh, did her, she give it to her friend? Someone, or? I think someone found it like yeah. years later. And um, it seemed to be very, well, loosely autobiographical, I guess. And it was basically a story about a trans woman who uh, was in abusive relationship and her partner forced her to transition and then she shot him, right? That's, she, yeah. she shot him after mm -hmm. an argument about him forcing her to transition. Yeah. Uh, so. Which is also, which is interesting because um, that also draws parallels to another episode of Pose, uh, but kind of the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's like they grabbed, you know, things that fit and don't fit. Because mm -hmm. even the way, the way that the guy dies in Pose is totally different from this story. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to say, the night I was watching this, I, like, I'm almost mad we didn't do this episode before just so I could be on the record for having known this story because I was so proud of myself. Uh -huh. When I was watching Pose that night, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, are they getting a suitcase? Are uh -huh. they getting a suitcase? Yeah. They're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm too excited about a person's death. But, um, she yeah. Even uh, in the story, by, by the way, uh, she had uh, breast implants done 
which I'm wondering like how how rare that was at the time. That was probably yeah. super rare and like risky even. Um, but it was also on hormones. Um, so it should have been clear to anyone that she she was living as a woman. She wasn't a right. quote unquote what they called transvestites at the time. But she also had references to the Pearl Box review in the story. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna right. write a short story about about uh, a murder that you committed, then at least change the name of your job. <laughs> exactly. If you don't want people to know that you did yeah, it. Don't make it that specific. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like she, you know, she was, like, she could pass. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, especially when she was older. Yeah, as, a, as a, an, an auntie kind of grandma type. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, she sort of, you know, had that, Kind of asexual, kind of, yeah, exactly, anti type of a thing. I'm from Jersey, so it comes out anti. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it that she confessed to one person, um, uh, one of her friends named Sally, but it's not known how true that is. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Because I don't think Sally ever, um, I don't know who Sally came forward to. Right. But someone said that when she was uh, in her final days uh, and she was on morphine and and whatnot, uh, brought it up. That's possible. It's yeah. also possible that they were like, you're out of it. You don't sure. know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. I'm sure they yeah, were like, you uh-huh. killed a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you killed a man. You He's put in him your in your closet, closet for 20 years? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, oh, you have a skeleton oh, in your right. closet? Uh, we all have skeletons <laughs> yeah. in our Girl. closet, honey. Like, <laughs> They're like, oh, sure. Under all those sequins <laughs> and feathers is a body? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Those drugs are great. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> After they found the body, n- nothing could really be done about it because... Um, Dorian was dead. Right. Uh, Robert didn't have any friends or family members who could corroborate uh, any part of the story, mm-hmm. other than his brother saying that he heard him arguing with. with yeah, Robert or on he the got. Yeah, there or, was a report like his brother said that he showed up like really drunk one night. Yeah. And was talking about a big argument he had with Dorian yeah. and going on and on and on about it, and that's sort of the only can. Only witness thing that any of anyone ever heard of Robert talking about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was nobody, and I don't think anybody cared about him either. Yeah, no one cared about him. Um, and I mean, the funny she probably could have dis- disposed of the body. I mean, if she was strong enough at the time to do it herself, maybe she she wasn't strong enough at the time, yeah. and she didn't want to uh, implicate right any of her friends. But yeah, she basically just dumped a box of. Uh, Baking soda. Baking soda. She just put a bunch of baking soda and like wrapped them up really tight with like saran wrap or something. Man, baking soda the, works for in I was everything. I going to say, you know, I mean, that's why my fridge smells good. I got <laughs> that baking soda in there. I could have a person in there. It'd be amazing. <laughs> but it is, it's just incredible to think about her going to bed with that in her closet mm-hmm. every night. Well, at one point she her moved. Days. Oh, she did. At move. one point she moved, um, but I don't know how long she had been at her new place before she died because she still had a bunch of stuff at her old place. So mm. um, I don't, maybe the move was more of like a hospice situation. I don't know. But it was oh. at a, she went to a different, moved to a different apartment about 10 blocks away mm-hmm. from the apartment that his body was in. Well, I kind of, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of like that she got away with it. Yeah, I mean, because what were, what would her options have been otherwise? Right. Every all signs point to self defense, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, cold blooded murder. 
and she wouldn't have had a fair trial if a trial right. at all. Right. If a trial at all. I mean, even even like we were saying, the headlines were so sensational. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, that was even later on. And you know, again, also all signs point to him not being a great guy. I mean, okay, we don't really know what happened, but and on he, top of his criminal history, he he probably had issues with the fact that he was in a relationship right. with uh, a woman who the rest of the world saw as a man. Yeah, exactly. And you know, those from what I understand are the guys that get violent Mm -hmm. because they're pissed and they don't understand and these urges and you know so I could see this being a really bad situation and I mean I think about situations in relationships I've been in in my life that I've been afraid to walk away or not think there's something better I can't even imagine what she must have been living in right uh, as someone who doesn't even who doesn't I mean I guess she kind of had a support system but on the other hand she was the person who everyone else came to for help. Mm-hmm. So who yeah. would she go to when she needs help? If right. she's at the, the top of her social totem pole, essentially. Right, right. And, and she also, being at the top, she knew the deal. Mm-hmm. She knew. And she, where she lived also, like it wasn't like she lived in a normal neighborhood. She lived... Oh, this was Harlem before hipsters. Exactly. This was Harlem. Yeah. Like it was common for gunfire to be outside, for people to be, you know, lots breaking into your home. It was very, very common. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that there was probably a, a small level of being anesthetized to violence too. And I'm sure being a trans woman too, she, sh- she saw her share of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, yeah, apparently she had a little 22. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, most of her contemporaries uh, at this point are, are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so there aren't a lot of people available to talk to uh, about the story and Mm. to get more details or to even find out if maybe there's someone else out there who she confessed to but I feel like uh, she did she did the mom thing to do Mm -hmm. which was to hide uh, her problems from everyone Mm -hmm. and and make it seem like everything was okay because uh, she didn't want to burden anyone else with her problems I think that's exactly right I think that's exactly right you know, when you become an adult and you look back and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe my mom was dealing with that. And uh-huh. that, and that. <laughs> oh, wow. She's amazing. Uh-huh. And you don't realize it. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. She's like, she well, just, why is mom being such a why bitch? Why is mom such a jerk? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know. I know everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So and that's that's the story of her. And I just. I just love it. I just, um, I mean, I don't love it, but I do love it. I love that she had the secret. I love love that she handled it like a boss. Uh-huh. Um, she never seemed to spin out. She just carried on with her life and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's another one of those stories where it's like, yeah, it's, it's always, it's, oh, uh, it's tragic when someone dies, you know, right. uh, it's always but is it? It's not. It's not always <laughs> tragic when someone dies. It's not always. Uh, uh, a lot of these, uh, uh, especially uh, d- with this podcast, a lot of these dudes deserved it. <laughs> and Robert seems like uh, if she hadn't killed him, someone else would have. It it might have been a a more painful death mm-hmm. than uh, that of a, a, a gunshot to the head. Exactly. She was merciful. Yeah. Yeah. Robert would have probably would have ended up uh like 
cut into pieces by the mafia at some yeah. point. Because he doesn't sound like he was very smart either. Uh, like everyone that they talk about is just like, ah, no. Yeah. He's worthless. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Body. <laughs> Have you have you ever met a, a good <laughs> Robert who goes by Bobby other than uh, the actor? <laughs> Which actor? Who's De Niro. No, De Niro. Yeah. Yes, Bobby De Niro. Uh, Bobby's are Bobby's are sleazy. Bobby's are trouble. <laughs> Bobby's are trouble. I'm I'm going through my my Rolodex <laughs> in my brain right now, and I'm like Bobby's are trouble. Uh-huh. Bobby's are trouble. Um, fun fact: my grandmother uh, killed a man who had it coming. Really? Uh huh. That's yeah. crazy. My yeah. great aunt uh, shot uh, shot at her uh, ex husband. Her she I didn't even find out until like I was in high school that my great aunt who raised me by the way had been married mm-hmm. like twice at least. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the dudes she uh, she shot at. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, for for trying to beat her. Yeah, I have. Uh, there's there's a lot of stories about my great grandmother too. <laughs> uh-huh. Who my great grandmother was a bootlegger who ran her own speakeasy. What? And, yeah. So she Where? was in Coney Island, okay. New York, and like old gangs. Like my family history is like an old James Cagney movie, like uh-huh. just completely. And um, she married three times. Two of them died. Uh huh. Things, Suspiciously, things like falling downstairs. So <laughs> we don't know. And I know for a fact that Did she get insurance money. She stabbed. I don't know. And I know for a fact that she, the third one she stabbed in the hand, and uh-huh. they stayed together. That was the happy marriage. Oh, that was a happy. Yeah, marriage. Okay. he was like demanding. He his learned dinner. his lesson. He was like an old Irish, like where's me dinner, woman? Uh-huh. And she was like cutting carrots, and she just stuck the knife in his hand. That's and was like funny. there's your dinner. Yeah. And then um, my grandmother, I didn't even know about this. I mean, it's it's a completely justifiable thing that happened to her. She was living in. New York uh, in the village and she was in a fifth floor and there was a fire escape Uh and uh, she had one of those, I think they call it a galley kitchen, you know, just very narrow kitchen Uh and somebody like a, a drug addict came through the window to attack her and I don't know, rob her or whatever. Like and a she, fire escape kind yes, of a situation? Yeah, like a fire escape. Okay. And he came through the window and she was sweeping and she just charged him with the broom and she pushed him out and he fell over the fire escape. That's amazing. I know. And I didn't know about it for like 20 years. And then one day I was like at a family party and they were like, well, after nine, he killed that guy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's such a baller thing to do. <laughs> I know. And he, as this guy was falling to his death, you think he was like, ah, fuck a broom? Seriously? <laughs> that little Irish lady with a broom? This is how I go out? Yep. <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. So. so that was the story of uh, Dorian Corey. The story uh, of Dorian Corey. Mother of the House of Corey. Oh, and if you want to watch the episode of Pose that we're talking about, it's uh, the third episode of season two. It's called Butterfly slash Cocoon. Or watch Paris is Burning to see her. Yeah, definitely watch Paris is Burning as well. And if you want to see pictures of her, uh, there is an article from uh, New York Magazine that was published in 1994. And uh, you can find it uh, via DangerousMinds.net pretty well done article and they also didn't misgender her throughout it which is something that was uh, very common at the time yeah especially for 94 yeah okay so any final thoughts don't go looking through my closet (laughs) (laughs) uh no this but this was great thank you so much for having me thanks for doing it and uh you guys if uh if a friend says hey you know what uh, I'm really going through it. I've got some skeletons in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes you got to mm-hmm. take that at face value, okay? <laughs> yep. Don't don't always think that uh, people are using metaphors. Maybe they're trying to get an actual crime off their Maybe chest. Maybe they need a little help carrying yeah. the skeleton out of their closet. <laughs> <laughs> you just listened to episode 28 of Women Who Kill. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, uh, otherwise known as Apple Podcasts. It really helps a lot. helps new people find it. And uh, if you want to support with your dollars, check out patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. Join the women who kill Illuminati, you guys. Get uh, access to free stuff, bonus content, all the archives of the show. You can always listen to the most recent 10 episodes for free on iTunes. Everything else is in the archives. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week.